No Breaking Podcast. Today, we've, I've been on an adventure. I've come all the way down from the O.C. to Huntington Beach to meet what I might call an international man of mystery. He is certainly out there, and his most recent hat that he's wearing is one of an author, but he's worn many, many hats, and we'll talk about them all in, the, all in this next upcoming discussion. But firstly, I'd like to welcome Sam Matani. Sam, lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. No, no, it's an absolute pleasure. And, and let's, let's not beat around the bush here, Sam. You're here to talk about a new book. Yeah, that would be great. It was a lot of work, and uh, it just uh, went on sale uh, three weeks ago on uh, August 1st, and, uh, and you can buy it at Amazon right now. Yeah. And, but, Sam, you gotta, yep. for someone to buy it, they need to know the name of the book. That's so true. Yeah. what is the name of the book? Uh, the name is titled uh, The Prototype, uh, and it's a, it's a novel. And what type of novel is it about? How is it coming to you? How did you get about started writing this book? Let's see. You know, writing a novel has always been a goal of mine, you know, since I was in college, maybe even before that. But I really didn't get motivated to sit down and actually write one until a few years ago. Yep. And that was then when I realized there really weren't books for guys like us, you know, guys who like cars, guys who likes the car culture, you know, the younger guys like, uh, well, we're not, I'm not very young anymore, well, but yeah. well, let's just say the younger guys. I wouldn't right? put you today over 22, Sam. So well, let's be honest you. about thank that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, but, you know, and also with a dose of uh, excitement and adventure, you know, I didn't want to write a very stodgy, really kind of a slow kind of a uh, find yourself novel. I wanted to write something exciting, something that would capture, you know, people like us. So, yeah, you know, there are movies and video games, you know, that cater to, to people like us, but I couldn't really find a book. So I felt a, a need to write this novel, and, you know, and it, because it was a novel, I felt it needed to be written. I thought I would be a good person to, to write it because I've always wanted to, you know, write a novel, and it was a great experience. And so tell us, what's the book about? Uh, the book is about, it's an action thriller centered around a young automotive journalist, Surprise. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Uh, I thought I should write about something I know a lot about, right? And uh, who gets a mysterious invitation to a gala sports car introduction in the south of France. So when he gets there, he finds he's in the middle of a deadly conspiracy that involves the CIA and the Russian mob. And someone wants him dead. So there's the little intrigue there. And if I had to describe this book in a line, I would say Top Gear meets Jason Bourne. You know, it's a suspenseful international action thriller with uh, plenty of twists and turns and all that kind of stuff mixed in. So does that mean that in your 22 years at Road and Track yeah. as the international editor, you randomly woke up in a boat with no recollection of what had happened in the past, like Jason Bourne? No, uh, that didn't really happen to me. Uh, but, but what are some but, of the experiences as an automotive journalist then that's sort of covered in the book then? Well, you know, I mean, I, I do travel. I did travel a lot as a journalist. I mean, I've been to more than 45 countries and I'm actually a million miler on two airlines, so so That's uh, not yeah, bad. so it's, well, it's a lot of flying. It's almost, it is. It's a lot it's, of it's, flying. It's almost too much flying. I'd, I'd probably yeah. agree with that. Or at least our partners might say something about that being too much. Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, which which I did hear a lot about. Uh, <laughs> but but um, you know uh, the 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 travel part of it is reflected into in this book. Um, uh, I've stayed in some of the nicest hotels in the world, you know, because that's, you know, how we are treated by, you know, the manufacturers. Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. People like you are treated like that, Sam. The, nice people uh, okay. like you. People like me, I get May nothing. Well, maybe that nothing. was the old days. I think things have changed these days. I might but, have got a pair of socks sometimes ah, from Siam, but that's about it. But then again, 
I've also experienced the other side of that, you know, like spending three weeks in the Sahara Desert with nothing but a backpack and tent. And, yes, I think someone shot at me while I was there So wow. in Africa. So that's one. I got stuck in the Malaysian jungle for nearly a week. With You know, we almost ran out of food during the rainy season. So I've seen both spectrums of, you know, of the side. But And I have to admit, I do enjoy both. I mean, yeah, you like being pampered. That's cool, right? But, you know, like you said, the adventure at the beginning, that kind of is really what makes life worthwhile. And I wanted to uh, kind of input, inject that excitement into this book and i think you i think you'll you you will feel it if you do read it sure yeah i mean i will say for myself personally i like the little bit of adventure before the pampering i feel that's <laughs> the best way to sort of coax it out of someone you know get the stress in first quick hard and then you're like oh well, i've got something nice to look forward to afterwards you appreciate it more exactly. that's for sure that's exactly. for absolute sure yeah exactly so with that what are, what are some of the other elements of the book then should we talk about well, uh, you know, if it's just about cars, I think it'd be a little dry. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to uh, do a lot of research. And I did a lot of research on, of course, the CIA, the, you know, the deep state, you know, uh, organized crime, um, especially, you know, from Russia and the, you know, the eastern, former Eastern Bloc countries. I also did a lot of research on genome and DNA technology just because it's fascinated me so much. And, uh, uh there, I found that there are really crazy technologies out there that can really change the course of humanity and nature. I mean, we're talking some really mind-boggling stuff, and I wanted to make sure I got that in there too because it was one of my uh, one of one of one of my interests. And I'll tell you, one of the oddest things is while I was researching this, I was researching you know, um, 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 DNA, uh, human genome, uh, all this stuff, and while I was doing that, I coincidentally ran into an old friend who happened to have worked at the Human Genome Institute, and he started giving me all this ideas and research. It's also almost kismet. Yeah. And it put me on the right direction to put, you know, what I needed for the – he gave me exactly what I needed for this book, and I worked it in there, and it worked out just great, you know. So um, I think I was lucky, but I think it's fascinating. I think so. Uh, anyone reading about this, uh, reading the novel – well, I think we'll get educated on some of this other stuff, and go school. It, it, it's just mind blowing. So, hopefully, they'll they'll enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So, so would you say that any of your experience as being uh, the international editor at Road and Track, how how has that played in for like, for example, all? I mean, should we go? If we start back at the start of where you got into first the automotive industry. Where where did that come from? How did you get into that? How did you sort of dovetail into that? In, into into what the my yeah got road and track and yeah, all that. Yeah, just how did it start? Uh, it was it was pretty boring. It's not as uh, interesting as uh, what you would find in the novel. But uh, I was a journalism major at university, and then uh, I got an in- internship at Road and Track. And after my internship, they decided to hire me right on, and I went from there. So, so what was it then like? I mean, did you obviously like cars going of into course, it? I mean, you grew. Up, I mean, I, I know. I remember. I know. Obviously, doing a little bit of. I try and do my research before I come on board. So you obviously born in Japan. Yes, but you yes. came here to the U.S. at a very young age. Very young age, two years old. Yes. So when was it that it was like the the hook that got you into auto, the cars and automotive? You what know was what? It? Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple. Number one is when uh, you you a lot of you your your listeners and you are probably going to be too young to remember this, but there was a time when supercars were just the 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 hit. You know, Lamborghini Countach was probably the number one car back then. Look, and, I had one in my wall, a red one. Yeah, okay, black, then black you're brown. not too young. All right, so you 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 know you're kind of letting out your age. Now, I know, I right? know, I'm okay. 23. I'm so old. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
But uh, and that uh, that and then the Ferrari Berlinetta boxers and the Porsche, you know, 930 turbos and those those cars really got me hooked. And this was when I was probably still in elementary school mm -hmm. or even younger. But those are the cars that, you know, all my friends loved them. Like you said, we had posters of them on, on, on our wall. And then as I grew up, I started trying to tinker with cars and I found out I didn't like doing that. I'm not a I'm not a, you know, get your hands dirty, uh, grease look, monkey kind of guy. It's not many people know this about me, Sam, but that's also me too. I don't really? like getting oil under my nail. And then I also live in Los Angeles. Who has time for a big garage in yeah. Los Angeles? I mean Well that's true too. Yeah. I, I I grew up around uh LA area too. But it's not that I didn't like it. It's I found that I'm not good at it. Yeah. I mean I couldn't I you know the screws always went in wrong. I, I was just horrible at it. You know, I mean but uh I still love cars. I still love driving them so I said hey maybe I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll practice driving them, and I'll study up on the history of them and really get to know about cars. And then another car, uh, the Ferrari – this was way before I was born, but the Ferrari Dino, the 246 GT, mm -hmm. really was uh, a car that I just go, whoa, that's – that that is the car that I want, and from there, you know, my I and just now love got cars. A collection of like ten or twelve of them. Uh, right? yeah, yeah, those they're they're on my bookshelf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You can check them out later. Yeah, all, exactly. All like one forty-third scale. Exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, and then you know, I've had I've I love cars ever since, and then I got the internship road track, which is a dream. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and yeah, I, I was there for twenty-two years. I ended up being the international editor. I started a my own limited run magazine called Speed. I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, you hardcore. Uh, magazine readers back then would know that, but yeah, so so it was a good run. It was and, a really good run. And so obviously you've had some experiences where you've said you mentioned earlier about the OEMs taking you and flying you out and maybe doing the pampering to try and entice some nice <laughs> words out of you about a new vehicle. Yeah. What what are some of the uh, uh, more fun ones that you got to do in those first when you first like jumped in twenty two years ago now? So. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Some of the fun ones, believe it or not, the fun ones for me were the adventurous ones where, okay. you know, I was like kind of on the edge, you know, we're in uh, sport utes in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the pampering stuff, I really didn't appreciate it until I got older. But by then it was kind of too late. Yeah, yeah, through, like, yeah, you know, my back's kind of hurting. Seats are nicer. Exactly. But be when I was young, you know, the harder it was, the fun, more fun it was, you know. So so that's, yeah, I enjoyed those more. So I, it's hard to remember some of the uh, – Really, the the glamorous, grandiose ones because they were all pretty nice, man. Yeah, you know, and I'm just going. Of, it's this is kind of a waste on me. I don't really appreciate this stuff, you know. So. Yeah, as as we roll like soon to be into car week, another week of like adventure and whatnot. But it's kind of very luxurious, you know. You kind of get spoiled about these things. Yeah, these days. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, even now, I think uh, I would rather go and you know run a racetrack on my own or go off roading on uh, you know in some country than you know spend a weekend at Pebble. You know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing you know but you know right now even now my character is you know my character personal character preferences to go and just you know kind of get dirtied up and you know have have fun than you know walk around and looking at million dollar cars oh, multi 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 million multi dollar multi million cars, dollar cars yeah 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 but but you not only focused on the writing aspect of it you also did some work on the other side not only where you did some work on the video side but you also won a couple of awards on the video side as well on the video side, yeah, uh, I did. I co-hosted. I was like the car person for a variety show out here called INLA. It's still running, but it's a lot different than uh, what it was back when I was uh, working for it. But I was pretty much the car guy, so I co-hosted the uh, the show with a, a beautiful hostess named Maggie Rodriguez, who's I think on the East Coast now. But uh, and we and the um, the producer Lisa Renee Ramirez, who's I think won sixteen Emmys at that time. She was the main producer, and we yeah we ended up winning an Emmy for one of the shows. So I have one 
I have an Emmy in my in my house. Which is not it's not very often I get to to interview someone that's won an Emmy. So all well, right, thank you. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also know that you through a mutual friend of ours that introduced yeah. us to for you to come on the show, you also did some work on his on the T V series that with uh with Tara, with his uh a GT channel and uh, yeah, there's a uh, best motoring yeah and um, um, hot st- version, but yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still very jealous that he didn't let me into the supply of the VHS tapes, the best motoring that I wanted to get my hands on when I was oh so much young from those years ago. What are VHS tapes? Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> not even not even VHS now. What about DVDs? I mean, exactly. whatever happened to those? Exactly, time time changes. Don't, man. don't get technology. me started on laser discs. I mean, come uh, exactly. on, exactly, laser discs. Oh my God, yeah. So, yeah, so we did, I, and I worked a lot with uh, the Drift King. I don't know if you know him, but Cage Chia, he's a very good friend. And, yeah, we uh, we had some fun back then, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad place to be. I mean, from someone like no. myself that idolizes those kind of things, it's like, you know, I really, I think that's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even, because I spent some time in Japan, and I even went to my first D1 Grand Prix uh-huh. out there in Odaiba when right. I lived out there right. and I could see the Drift King was commentating fantastic so, I mean, Odaiba, I, yeah right it, there in the parking lot over there right yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. yeah so it was real good I think it was uh, 2005 well you're going to be um, delighted to hear that there is a drifting scene uh, in the novel and it's, it's it, and uh, I hopefully this isn't a real spoiler but it's not like a competition but it's part of a chase and um, it was it was uh, inspired by. Uh, do you do you know Initial D? I certainly do. That's okay, the only way so I get my sushi is, delivered. I mean, right, 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 right. So, but he's not a delivery boy. But you know, the action was kind of inspired by inspired by that because it happens on a toge, which is a mountain road in in Japan. So certainly, hopefully, you know you. You'll get to read that book. No, uh-huh. look, as, right. soon, as soon as I get home tonight, I'm going to be opening the book. I'm very excited. So tell me, awesome. how is the book uh, being received? How's it been going? Uh, it's a bit too early to tell because it's only been out for you know a couple of weeks. But uh, so far, the feedback has simply been amazing. I'm already receiving five-star reviews. And this site called GT Planet, which read the book in record time, wrote a glowing review of it. Uh, it's been nominated for a couple of book awards already, which I'm uh, f- keeping my fingers crossed. And uh, what was crazy is on the day it went on sale, one woman uh, messaged me or something because, you know, I'm pretty easy to message because you can find me on Facebook and social media. And and she's not even in the target demographic for my novel. And she says she couldn't put it down and read it in four hours. That's 360-some pages in one sitting. So, yeah, that was very encouraging to hear, and I was, uh, yeah, it, it, was it almost brought tears to my eyes. You know? So, how did she compare against the GT Planet guys? Because I know obviously those guys are not competitive, and they read the book quickly. Did they do it in under four hours? No, they did not. I know. I was disappointed with them. I, I should be too. They should be going back and see if they <laughs> no, give it a reread. I no, think it's they, like a yeah, pair and contrast. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but they wrote some really great things about it. And they read it really quick too. And I've had about, you know, I've had a lot of my colleagues read it, and they gave, they have given me great feedback. So, uh, it's it's been great, you know. Uh, I mean, it's sales is one thing, but you know what really, really I th- is important to me is that the people who read it enjoy it, and it kind of gives them a really good experience. And that's that's really why I wrote it, you know. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to be, you know be a, for it to be a bestseller and everything. But if my colleagues, your listeners, people like you uh, enjoy it, I you know I, I couldn't be happier. Sure. And Sam, I also, it'd be amiss of me not to touch on a couple of the other things that you might have done, which is uh, obviously the Paris Dakar. And I also wanted to know what it was like going more than 200 miles an hour. 
Okay, but that, I didn't do that at the Paris Dakar. Well, I would have said if we could compare, <laughs> combine them both, that would probably be pretty impressive. I mean, that's like a winning entry right there. No, the uh, well, the year I did it was, I think, 95 or 96. I can't remember. So it's a while ago. So I was still a wee pup, right? But, sure, um, sure. Uh, it was called Granada the, the car, but it was you know, because uh, for some reason they started in Granada, which is still you know it's only a few few miles from Paris. So it is. Uh, no, it was it was absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, we had three people die on the on the race, almost five because I almost died if you count me. Okay. But uh, uh, it's three weeks in the desert. We um, we were one of the slower. SUVs, you know, because the you have the uh, prototypes, right? That are just boom. They'll they'll finish the stage in three hours. We finish the stage in twelve sometimes. Okay. Uh, and you know, digging, getting free, getting lost, uh, just crazy. And uh, um, the way the some of the casualties occurred is one poor bloke uh, driving in a camion uh, ran over a landmine, uh, couldn't get his uh, seatbelt out in time, and perished there. Uh, Another guy got uh, was a journalist actually because I was actually driving. So a journalist actually fell out of a helicopter. Oh my word! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the strap broke, mm-hmm. uh, and another guy got ran over. So it was it was pretty bad. And so, so what were you actually driving then? I had a, I was in a Nissan Safari, which okay. is a, the heavy duty Nissan that SUV that they never marketed here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. The ones that they always lost after. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's it's a heavy duty car, but it's heavy. So when it gets stuck, it, yeah, it I can gets imagine you can't like bro- you can't, you can't no. bump that one out. It's a bit of yeah, a yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. of a process, I'd imagine. Yeah, but so. but also, what what was it like with all the trucks? What do you mean? Like all the follow up, like the trucks that follow, because obviously now they have the competition for the trucks to see who wins. The, oh, the, the trucks still, yeah, they still do, but they're yeah, they're they're pretty much their main thing. There is to is support for the faster cars, right? Yeah, so the, all the always, mechanics in there. They're always so big. Oh, they're huge. And they, when you see them go up of the dudes and then come down, it's like you that, can't. Exactly, we were watching that. And we're going, how do these things not get stuck every five seconds? But yeah. no, they're they're just powering through. And they're yeah. like they've got like two speeds, like as fast as they can and stopped. Yeah, 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 exactly. But they were they were, they were amazing, man. They were amazing. So, yeah, it was a it was a great trip. I, would I do it again? You know, unless they paid me a lot of money, I wouldn't. There was a bit again. of a cushion seat. Is that what you suggest now? Uh, it was it was yeah, it was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Uh, you know, I mean, I had scorpions around me, and you know, we got lost. And like I said, I almost died because yep. we uh, we went off course unknowingly because this is days before you Wait, know the years before we had navs yep. and our thing. We were we were doing navigation off paper and stuff. And yeah, we uh, were probably about a hundred miles off course, and we got nabbed by the military. Uh-oh. And they're saying you're not supposed to be here. And they s- told us our passports are fake, which they weren't. And they said they're going to hold us. And you know, they had they had guns on me. They had yep. uh, I think they were AK-47s. They had those on on me, and they kept me there for maybe three or four hours. I mean, I saw the sun going down. You know, mm-hmm. from the glassless window it's it, it was a scene out of a movie it means a clay house it could almost a be ring. a scene in a book yeah oh exactly but it's that scene is not in this book but maybe yeah the, maybe the next one maybe, maybe the, the next, next one, one. Yeah, yeah yeah but that one kind of did that it's really close to home yeah because i really thought this is it i'm i'm, I'm gonna die here you know yeah. i really thought that for uh about a about an hour i'm going if you're going to do it, just get it over with kind sure. of thing. Yeah. And then, so who was the co-driver that was with you that was giving you the terrible uh, directions for you to get lost so bad? I don't know if I should say his name because he's my friend. <laughs> but he's a, but he's a, let's say he's a Japanese, very well-known Japanese adventurers who, who, adventurer who's, uh, who, who was, you know, it was his team and I was on his team. Okay. So, yeah. well, I was going to, most of I was uh, trying to find out, I mean, 
obviously we've got um i've just interviewed another navigator erica Sachs, who works mm-hmm. with sarah price and they do the baja so right. doing a thousand I, which miles, i've done yeah yeah so that's a little bit different to doing the paris dakar where it's a little bit longer than that and you're going obviously a 12-hour stage just like a normal day stage for that whereas a baja that's pretty much it that's a good good stage yeah yeah and plus you have to remember the paris dakar lasts for three three and a half that's weeks yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. how does one like at that time how would you idea of putting notes together for like a stage and then how do you not get no, car sick uh, uh, well you don't get car sick because i was driving you know we we changed driving it's the heat it yeah. was the dust uh and just a long lack of sleep that yeah, I was gotcha. say, but your, yeah your race suit would probably be very interesting afterwards after a few stages actually we we, we donned our race we we uh, got our got, got, got out of our race suits pretty early and we we're just we were driving in shorts and t-shirts <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, no one's you know no one's out there watching right i yeah. mean and if you get stuck it could be like days before someone finds you sure so, sure yeah yeah so we we, we went with comfort first you know yeah so. and so then so tell us what was the addition obviously doing that in the baja what was the, the difference in coming on for doing the paris then going what year did you do the baja in there uh, the year 2000 because that's when it was in 2000 so that was about four years later yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so how and so how did it feel like going through the bar oh, was it like a oh, weekend ball. drive kind exactly of thing? yeah the baja was just fun it was just a kick you know you're in we're in these uh uh what are they called the uh not scooters what are they called the, the buggies buggies the UTV kind yeah of the gov bu- the buggies and we're just i mean that was fun i mean we did not our team did not finish because after my leg the next driver um blew up the engine so okay. we didn't finish but you know my le- you know i i completed my leg and it, it was a blast you had said to you what you're telling me sam is that you yeah. completed your leg and you were like miles ahead of the competition and it was the other driver in his pursuit to keep up with your your pace that he just grenaded the engine you know it was a long time ago it was 18 years ago so i think we could go with that story and that's yeah. that's the way it's going it's <laughs> going to be recorded that's what i don't know if anyone could remember that far so yeah let's go with that and then also not only that obviously doing that but you've also been out and done the two more than 200 miles an hour on the salt flats yeah that was not that was gnarly it was in a suzuki kizashi i can't remember the year but it wasn't that long ago um but that was gnarly because it was an eight i think seven or eight hundred horsepower suzuki uh and that one you do need a a, a fire suit i'd and, imagine so and yeah. not and this is the kicker uh it is really hot out there right because it's in the middle of utah and the yep. salt flats i mean it is so bad that uh they say they tell you not to wear shorts men and women not to wear shorts because uh the the sun the rays reflect off the salt yep and burn you from underneath and it i mean it's, it's it it could be pretty nasty so uh when i did it it was uh yeah the the suits we wore are extra thick because unlike a racetrack where you could get to a crash real quick yeah, we are four or five miles way. out there yeah. so you need that extra protection to if you if if your car's gonna if you're gonna be in a burning car that long much longer of course and that was so hot yeah with the windows up because you know you need your car to be aerodynamic and uh, my first run, it was yeah. You just you, you, you just say okay, I'm I, I could die here because you know in line, one of the guys says, hey, what you know life insurance policy did you use? And I go, I, I didn't use the life insurance. He goes, oh, you didn't? I go, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah. Well, you you know we all do. You know just in case. I go, oh no kidding. <laughs> so I go, oh oh. And uh, the first time out is just go whoa because the car slides. Yeah. It's it's going left and right. A little wind comes. It's pushing you. And when you're going like 180, 200 miles an hour, that gets your attention real quick. You know, you got to keep your inputs, steering inputs, everything, all your inputs really, really uh, smooth. 
a little a little twitch and boom, you know, you could you could be flipping. So yeah, because a little twitch at two hundred miles an hour is different to a little twitch, twitch at sixty miles. Yeah, an hour. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's everything is exaggerating. It was it was crazy. I mean, but what was crazy is you know we I think it was five miles that we ran, right? Boy, that thing went just like that. You're a whoa. That was yeah. the quickest five miles I've ever done. So, and then and to, to to be a record, don't you have to go? Is it two runs? But you have to go there absolutely, and back, or absolutely. It... You have to back it up the next day. Yeah. And so after you do it the first time, you go, "Oh my god, I got to do that again." Yeah, you know, you feel like, "Yeah, I did," and then you got to do it again. So we went two hundred four and two hundred two, and then I think our our uh, average was two hundred three, and we still, as far as I know now, have the record for I think three liter blown coupe. Okay. So we still have the record for that, and uh, yeah, I'm part of the 200 mile per hour club, which is, I have the you know certificate hanging on my wall there. So so that's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. No, and so um, that's not in the book either, though. Well, yeah. no, no, but there's there's going to be some room here for the second book and the follow up. Yeah, maybe, right. even, maybe even a little, <laughs> biog- a... Maybe even little biography. Yeah, I think well, might be in order. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, my life's that interesting, but uh, yeah, that'd be great if there is a second book. So. But speaking of of your life, what's what's next for you, Sam? What have, what's the plans for you? What have you got up coming up and going forwards? Well, um, you know, this book was uh, really fun to write, and if this book does well, and I, you know, uh, my agent uh, uh, finds a publisher or the same publisher wants me to write another one, I think that would be cool. I have you know an outline already made, and uh, but right now, you know, I'm just kind of promoting this book and trying to give this book, a, you know, as good of a chance to succeed, because I really think it's good. Uh, you know, I put my heart and soul into this. Uh, I also, you know, have my own little press writing communications uh, uh, company, which I've been doing since, you know, leaving Road and Track, uh, I think more, gosh, what is that, about six, seven years ago? So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been, you know, that's been my main shtick, but uh uh, my dream or, you know, my passion was is writing these, you know, a uh, book like this. And uh, I finally got it done, and I'm I'm really happy with the uh, the uh, the outcome. And I just hope all you guys out there, you know, who love cars and, you know, you – and, you know, our, our – our, uh, not ours, but the millennials and those – you know, they're not book readers, right? Really? You know, everything's everything's quick, you know, social media, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but I think it will be worth it for them to just try to sit down and maybe write, read this book. And like, like this one lady said, she got it through, she got through it in four hours. It's not too long. Uh, it's not too long. But, it, you know, I've had every, uh, the majority of people say once they got it going, they couldn't put it down. Because, you know, I, the, the action, I made sure just continued, continued, continued until, the, you know, the climax and, you know, the, the resolution at the end. So uh, hopefully uh, it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a story everyone will enjoy no, like i said i'm really looking forward to reading it oh man thank you and but also what happens if people want to try and find you online where can they find you online oh uh, let's see there's a couple uh ways is you know of course there's social media you know there's instagram and facebook and the um the book uh, the book also has its own facebook and um instagram accounts it's uh uh prototype novel as the is the name the tag name and uh me it's sam matani it's all one word so you can find me there there's uh my website which is www.sammatani.com uh you can you know see what i'm up to on there so uh there's a pl- you know plenty of ways to kind of get in touch with me or uh see what i'm up to online that's perfect yeah. sam it's been an absolute pleasure Thank you so much for giving me the time here to talk to you. I've really enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to getting home now. And, well, after I beat, try and beat the oh, LA yeah, traffic, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. going to be a bit of a challenge. But look, it's, I'm used to it. This, I would dare say, 
You might need to do a book on tape, Sam. I think that's what the next project should be. Book on tape. I think we have an audio, audio version of this coming out, go. too. See? Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. There, audio be, version Amazon. perfect for LA traffic. Audio. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. But no, James, you, there's still an art and um, uh, an, well, uh, was, a human appreciation look, for reading. All you I know? was saying was if I had the audio version now, yeah. I could get a head start on those boys from GT Planet and try and beat them <laughs> into completing the book. When I, I don't know. Home. They were pretty quick, man. That's They're all I'll quick, say. Man. That's all I'll yeah. say. But no, no, Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, and I really, really appreciate it. And for anyone out there, obviously go check out Sam. He's got his old clues with Sam Matani at Instagram, Facebook, right? Right. Uh, and in Amazon, Sam Matani, the prototype. So either of those will be Perfect. will get you to the book. And if anyone else, as always, you can always find me at NoBreaking on Instagram and Facebook and at NoBreaking.com. And we always like to hear questions, have any thoughts on the show. And also, if you want any future guests, we'd like to hear about that. But otherwise, as always, leave us a positive review, at least seven or eight stars out of five. That's what we look for. And you subscribe one or two friends so they don't miss out on this great show. And until then, Sam, thank you so much. Thank you, James.